0: and we're back another episode of startup hustle Matt DeCorsi here with Daryl Blackburn who will be sitting in for Matt Watson. Hi Daryl. Hey Matt. Well, got some stuff to talk about today. Um you know, I think we're, you know, we're going to talk about franchise models and then the top 10 franchise models that are out there. I think a, a an interesting question that people have Ask me over the years related to franchises—is our franchise owners entrepreneurs? The answer is absolutely, of course. Um, Franchise model is a little, is a, is a road often traveled.
1: Yeah, it's just a different path.
0: Yeah, and it's actually a, uh, in most cases, it's uh, it can be a very reliable path.
1: Yeah, it can take a lot of the guesswork out, yeah. which is
0: nice. It comes with an owner's manual. It does. Unlike many of the startups that you and I have worked on. Um, but that's part of what we're going to talk about today. You know, franchise models really good for a lot of people. There's a lot of uh, pluses that come with it. But there's also a lot of things to consider because as the world of commerce and business have grown, so have the total number of franchise models that you can choose from. Correct. Yes. So, oh, wow, where to start? So there's a lot of things that you know we're going to talk about. You know, Entrepreneur Magazine is uh, kind of has the list of the top 500 franchises. We are not going to talk about all 500, so we want with the top 10. Much appreciated. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt that would take forever. I mean, a lot of those too is like when you get down in that number 400 to 500, you're like, wow, this has like four total. Yeah, it, it gets scarce. It gets pretty thin, <laughs> but when you get to the top. Um, you know, some of these, uh, and, and we'll declo- disclose later what they are, but I mean, they have tens of thousands of units. So, well, you and I, we went to the same business school at one point. They, they were big advocates of the franchise. Sure. Um, what were some of the reasons why?
1: So I think it's back to that, the blueprint, there's a blueprint, it's turnkey. It's very easy that someone has already, carved out a path of success, and they're giving you the blueprint to follow and succeed. So the, all of the the difficulty and the money spent and the time spent learning your path to success
0: is already carved out. So, and they're also giving you a lot of the support. You're just becoming another... Um, thing going down their assembly line. Correct. You talk about, uh, you know, at least the bigger box franchises, you know, they're going to do your ad copy for you. They do the promotion. They're dealing with national advertising. They're giving you print and stuff that you need on local levels. Um, and those are things that, you know, well, right before we did this, I was literally writing up a business development outline and proposal for a new client. And it's because that business is not a franchise. They do not have a creative department. They do not have a marketing department. They do not have video production. They do not have all this different stuff that we just happen to have. Right. So you know, you look at like how long some of that can take. And I tell people, you know, you look at like um, you know, at full scale. We uh, I often refer to some parts of it as we have like a business in a box. You know, because you can lean on uh, uh, even though we deal with full time. Uh, services in most cases, we do have a team of people that do some hourly stuff and that's more of a service to our clients because you can spend more time trying to find a graphic designer to do an ad layout for you than the amount of time they'll spend actually doing it when you find them. You could spend weeks on an hour long project just trying Mm -hmm. to get it all set up. Mm -hmm. So before we get into what the top 10 franchise models are, there's some things that are considered in the You know, that Entrepreneur Magazine, once again, this isn't our top 10, this is theirs. but They're way more credible than we are when it comes to determining these things. But some of the things that that are taken into consideration are also things that you need to look at for any franchise model. And the first is the cost and the fees. So what's a franchise fee?
1: Yeah, so I think that's the natural place to start. As we kind of touched on, there are a lot of pros to the franchise model. Well, there are some cons. It is difficult and expensive to get a franchise
0: well they're running the juice on you too they're going to take exactly a, they're going to take a percentage of everything you sell exactly and they're like the mob <laughs> their <They're, they're, they're laughs> the rates might be as high as they're, the mob. well in some cases they are but they're coming they're coming they're going to get paid they're trying to collect.
1: And you just have to be extremely liquid yeah. and have to have a whole lot of assets to be
0: able to even play this game. So, And and the reason for that is the franchise itself, they want to make sure of a couple of things. Well, they don't want you to fail. They don't want Correct. you to be broke two right. months into it. They also want to make sure that they get paid. And they really want to really kind of separate. The pretenders. From, yeah. From I mean, for a lack of better from, words. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say posers, but sure. I mean,
1: I mean, as as you kind of said, like they're going to throw their full support behind you from a national and a local standpoint. So they want to make sure that they have the right people in place to succeed. Mm-hmm. So they are going to immediately weed out the people that they don't think can play in that game. Now they're going to miss some along the way, but it's an effective way to limit that pool of people that are actively getting into their franchise model.
0: So some of the things under costs and fees that um, will come up, there's the franchise fee. So you're going to pay, you're going to pay a a one, well, usually a one-time amount. It's like your club membership, right? You know, those can be a lot too. I mean, they can be half a million bucks just for that. And then, you're going to have to like, you can consider like the total investment you're going to make because you're probably going to have to build something out or do something, you know, like you look at McDonald's or something like you just don't buy a building that's already ready to, well, it's like, Hey, this is already a McDonald's. There, yeah. I
1: mean, there's a million things and you can always look at this. This is always listed in the franchise disclosure document. So yep. just a couple of those things, you have to look at the total investment. It's not just the franchise fee. What goes into it? So there's the franchise fee, there's rent, real estate, leasehold improvements, utility deposits, insurance, supplies, equipment, training, signage, furniture, inventory, software, uh, other dues, royalty fees, uh, different subscriptions that you might need, legal, payroll.
0: I quit. I quit. I'm out.
1: <laughs> so you have, to da- you have to do your due diligence to make sure that you fully understand the total investment of this thing. It's not just you buy into the franchise and, hey, you're up and running. There are a lot of other things and many more that I didn't get into. The, the
0: big franchises, though, have people that work with you to do some of that. Too. Correct. Like, and you talk about the franchise disclosure documents. Well, one of the things we're also going to disclose in there is that royalty and fees. So like, like I said, if you sell a dollar worth of something, they're going to come take anywhere from one to 10% of it. Right. It depends on what it is. So some of the other things that, um, well, if you're trying to choose a franchise, it's very easy to find information about the size and growth. Um, the number of open and operating units, the growth rate, and then the closure rate. Um, one of the things that in back at the good old Kelly school of business, um, that they used to, that they really used to drive home was the rate of failure for franchises is remarkably lower than alternate, you know, stuff like things that right. are non-franchise. And that's because it does come with an owner's manual. I think another reason for that, though, is franchises do a pretty good job of making sure that people are fiscally solvent.
1: Well, it's that, and typically with a, a large franchise, there's a lot of brand knowledge already, so you're not building your brand along the way. People yeah. already know who you are, so some of that challenges. is is taken down tenfold
0: so other things to consider are things like support like what amount of training are you gonna are they gonna want to give you like a lot of these franchises are gonna require that you go somewhere and you'll be there for a week and they're you know you're gonna be in somewhere minnesota or whatever and they're gonna literally have like a sample Restaurant or uh, whatever it I is, mean, you're going to go through all the training. You're going to do that, and then you're and, and the likelihood as well is you're going to have to send other people too.
1: Yeah, I mean, you talk about a week. I've seen them like six months. Yeah, they can get way yeah. up there and very and in, intensive. So you need to do your research to see what what kind of commitment that is going to require. Right.
0: And other things too are you know considering the marketing support, the operation support, um, and those are things like. You know, some companies, uh, you know, franchises or even manufacturers in some regards are going to have a lot of marketing material that you can just slap your logo on. Right. And there's something to be said about that because that is stuff is not always cheap to make. Operation support, um, well, man, that's clutch. Like, that's another thing, too, is, you know, if we just start Matt and Daryl's Burger Shack, we don't – and then all of a sudden the grill stops working. <laughs> We don't have someone to call, like, what do we do if, and, and one of the things that's, you know, when you talk about a franchise versus like a clean, like fresh from scratch startup, everything in, in the, in the startup version, everything you do the very first time is your first instance of protocol for that. Right. And we went through that with the ticket company. We're like, okay. Remember, remember when we first got our point of sale
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and we were like, Okay, we (laughs) sold something, now what do we do? Yeah, exactly. And like sitting there trying to figure out, going, oh man, it took like two hours. Yeah, it's walking around. To like fulfill one order, which later took like two seconds, because we automated it. It's
1: very much like walking around a dark, cluttered room for the first time, feeling everything out, but you have to run into it the first time too.
0: So... Um, Other things to consider related to support for a franchise model are the actual franchise infrastructure itself. Um, You know, how many people do they have to do it? Some of these smaller franchises that have like three or four locations and that's it, uh, they don't have a whole lot. They don't have a whole lot. Um, Some places that are really big are going to literally have regional, maybe even local. Like I don't know about McDonald's here in Kansas City, but I guarantee there's someone that works for McDonald's that's here in Kansas City. They might have too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and with that, what kind of oversight is going to come with it? Cause I'll tell you what, they do not mess around when it comes to you not doing things exactly the way they want to do it. Right. And some of these places too, like, for example, if you own a McDonald's, they're just going to call you up and tell you that they have a new type of frozen, blah, 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 blah. And you got to buy a $30,000 machine to serve it. Yep. No, they're probably also going to advertise about it in the Super Bowl and get some people thirsty for it. But at the same time, you got to be ready for that. And that's where financing, financing availability comes in. Some of these uh, franchise models are going to, well, they might let you franchise a lot of the setup they, or the equipment or certain other things. And you know then the last thing to really look at is things involving litigation. Are they currently being sued? Are what you know, and if the bigger the franchise, the bigger of, of a sample size you have an opportunity to talk to current operators. You know, some people are are in franchise models that are terrible and they do they ain't gonna say good stuff. Yeah, I you, think that's you, a really good point. You aren't gonna have to try real hard mm-hmm. to get them to tell you that it sucks. People are always willing to talk about the bad reviews. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, I think if you had just dumped your life savings into something and you weren't happy about it, you might feel a little bit of responsibility when it comes to maybe preventing someone else from doing it. True. So now, next, when considering franchise models and also weighted into the the top 10 list, we'll get into are things like brand strength. Like, clearly, we've used McDonald's as an example. Like, McDonald's is, I mean... Okay. If we had if I said what's the first franchise that came to mind, what would you say? It would it probably either be McDonald's or Subway. Sure. And they're, you know, so that's brand recognition. Um, the good part with that is if you open one, um, well, you don't have to do a whole lot. Like people recognize those golden arches and they're gonna show up. And they know what you serve and they know how much it usually costs and blah, blah, blah. And they know what to basically what to expect. So some of the things you can use to check that out are going to be things like, you know, maybe their social media, um, what their presence is. You know, his social media I absolutely love. Have you ever seen Wendy's Twitter? I'm over it. I, I haven't really followed it, yeah. but uh, you clearly have. Because jump the shark for me. Is it over? Is yeah. it not good anymore? No, it's just too
1: much. It was good when they just dabbled, and now it's all oh, they go they, for. they
0: went, okay. They used yeah. to actually, Wendy's was really funny because people would be like, you know, they'd make a comment, something dumb. It was almost something dumb, but they weren't afraid to like they chastise would, someone. Yeah, they would go at people <laughs> and other brands. It was pretty funny. So, um, you know, the, I mean, Well, let's get into this list because, you know, I think some people listening are probably curious, what are some of these top 10 franchises? So, we're going to go from 10 to 1 because we want to build up some suspense here. Do do we have the drum roll on cue? (laughs) There you go. That's all you get. Um, 7-Eleven, number 10. 7-Eleven's everywhere, man. Yeah, everyone knows 67,000 units worldwide. Um, they have nine times as many uh units as their closest competitor. And, you know, that's I mean, that says a lot. Um, with that, it's gonna cost you wow, what a wide range of, of opening. So it could cost you anywhere from forty seven thousand to one point two million dollars to open. That's gotta be directly related to how big it is and then the where location, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're trying to open a seven eleven in Manhattan. Yep. As opposed to Manhattan, Kansas, <laughs> you're going to see a big difference. Right. And it's probably related to the labor and, and things that'll, it's probably just more about the real estate. So, um, 7-Eleven, man, it's everywhere. Um, they are literally, we were talking about this yesterday, um, with another guest, uh, with Luke Einsel of Thirsty Coconut, who had purchased a bunch of frozen drink machines from 7-Eleven. He uh-huh. was liquidating them for some reason, and they were all over Mexico. Watson was talking about being at Seven Eleven when he's in Singapore. It's everywhere. Oh yeah. Okay, number nine, Jersey Mike's. i be eaten there. Um, fourteen hundred and eighty-three units to date. Says so it's the one of the fastest growing sandwich chains in the U.S. and across all. Of them, they have over a billion dollars in revenue. They're on track to have 2,000 stores by 2020. That's a lot. Yeah, that's huge growth. It's a lot of growth. Do you think people are stepping away from Subway? I don't know. Jared probably didn't help that. (laughs) Man, it's, yeah. So anyway, Jersey Mike's, it cost you anywhere from 178 grand to uh, three quarters of a million dollars. Once again, I got to feel like that's related to location and size. Of um, course. I like yeah. Jersey Mike's. I think they make pretty good food.
1: I've actually never eaten there.
0: You haven't? No. no. I've wanted to for yeah. like three
1: years and mm. I've never taken the the time to do it.
0: There are, um, by the time this year's over, you will have nearly 2,000 options of where you can. There we go. I used to eat at one in Indianapolis when I lived there a lot. I haven't, I don't even know where one is. I here. think
1: that's the one I drove by for like three years, yeah. always promising myself I would go in and We'd never stop. Did.
0: We'd stop. We'd stop and pick them up. So, okay. Number eight, great clips. Um, 4,500 locations, you know, there's some, you know, it's funny. I actually, at one point looked at the feasibility of opening a great clips. I remember. Yeah. 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 yeah a great clips, sport clips, something like that. Um, Fantastic Sam's, any of those things, but you know why? Haircuts are recession proof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people get, it's, it's like a staple product. People get haircuts
1: yeah there's also some simplicity to you're offering a kind of a fixed service where there's not sandwich inventory and things that you have to track at all yep. times it's It's a little bit different in that regard
0: well, and that was you know and it's also cheap to open them so you can open a great clips for one hundred and thirty six k to two hundred fifty eight k yep that's pretty lightweight when it comes to that um now you know one thing we didn't talk about is actually some of these franchises are going to be regionally protected though. Right. You might not even be able to open a Great Clips in Kansas City. There they are might already so have, many already, like, yeah. But someone might already have the rights to do that, right? And that's also why these, uh, you know, these franchises, these franchises from the top down, want to see people that have deep pockets because once they get that moving, they can open ten other stores. I mean, it's repeatable. Yeah. So okay, number seven, Planet Fitness. Open their first franchise in 2003. They have 1,600 gems. now. Man, this is actually the priciest one yet. Basically, a, a million to 4.2 million to open. Once again, that I'm guessing that that swing has to do with obviously the bigger the gym, the more equipment. Yeah, I was to say
1: you've got a lot of heavy equipment purchases up yeah. front with the gym, so that kind of makes sense.
0: And then those, and then the those the equipment that goes in it too is of a, a different and higher quality. Right. Making it more expensive because well, it's going to be a little more reliable. Planet Fitnesses are huge. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in a small one. I've never been in one. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's a big gem. Yeah. so A
1: lot, a lot of furniture and equipment.
0: They've had a pretty healthy year-over-year revenue increase. It says 40% since 2018. Um Last year, they were number 21 on the list. Wow, dude. They got 12 million members. Kind of capitalizing on that health kick that's going on right
1: now. It's very trendy to be back in the gym, eating healthy. So it's that always,
0: that's been, I don't feel like that ever really went away. I you just don't feel think like, so? no, I just think we have new ways to frame it. I think we just have more. More ways for people to blab about it online. Yeah, or something, <laughs> you know, or there's just more Planet Fitnesses everywhere. Net, what's the one you go to that you don't go to? I go Planet to
1: Anytime Fitness, Fitness which Anytime. is another huge franchise. Right.
0: Okay. So um but twelve million members, what is that, like twenty bucks a month?
1: Uh, planet fitness has varying memberships, but they start at 10 a month. Okay. So it depends if you want like their massage chairs and
0: their tanning beds. And <laughs> but dude, hydrotherapy. If, if you have 12 million members and at 10 bucks a piece, that's $120 million a month. Yep. And then a lot if, of revenue. if half of those people actually
1: use their membership, they wouldn't be able to support it. Do you think they care? No, they, they, they need them to not be there. Okay. If, okay. if, so if they it's had a hundred, if they had a hundred percent usage of their memberships, yeah. the gyms would be overrun yeah everyone, they're counting on the people everyone that pay knows and never you come. join
0: the gym it's going to be crowded in january it's going to be less crowded in february it's going to have tumbleweed rolling through it in march yep i got a gym at my house that's what i go with it's a good way to do it yeah i'll sell you membership there i'll give you a good rate yeah you have dumbbells cable machines <laughs> Yeah. I even have a TV on the wall now that's way go. too big. Okay. Um I'm shocked at this. The next I'm one. About I'm about to fall over dead. Number six. I'm I'm honestly surprised. The Culver's world. Culver's.
1: That's not what I'm shocked about. What are you shocked about? Look at the fees. Two million to four point seven million to open. To open.
0: Yeah, uh, it's once again probably back to the real estate and the build out. You know, think about it. You got to take a build, and you got to have a drive through in it. And then Culver's has got a lot of frozen stuff, so you probably have to have a lot of freezers and crap like that. Yeah,
1: right? the ice cream.
0: Who knows? I've never eaten a Culver's. Yeah, yeah I'm it's a little good, surprised. So, yeah,
1: that's, that's shockingly high.
0: Okay, number five, the UPS store. I'm okay with that. I think I get it. That's five thousand units to date. 168 to maybe 400k to open. Um I think this is more of a convenience thing. You know, like it makes a lot of sense for UPS to have these stores. I've talked to a um I mean, okay, so when we were in Indian Broad Ripple, the UPS store we used to go yep. up to that and drop our stuff off. There was a former Colts player that owned it, yep. Roosevelt something.
1: Roosevelt Potts.
0: Yeah, was that his last name? Really nice guy. But I talked to him about about the franchise, and you know, I mean, basically what UPS is doing is they're outsourcing their locational growth. So they, right. they'll give you. you know, and it benefited him to, for us to drop packages off. At one point, remember they even offered to come pick them up. Yep. Um, but. You know, the, I think the thing, there's some other things with the UPS store too. Like, um, so you got that wall of like the little just mailboxes. Mm-hmm. They're 20 bucks a piece. Yeah, the PO boxes. That's a little cash cow of a wall. I oh, mean, yeah. think about it. You got 200 of them. You know, you're just going to sort some mail anyway. I mean, yeah. at 20 bucks a month, that's four, that pays your rent.
1: I mean, I I also hate to do this. I hate to say this. It kills me. But it's also capitalizing on a millennial trend. So I'm kind of from Be the amazing. era. Well, no, the post office isn't something that like I'm just young enough that I, kn- I didn't grow up like knowing how to mail things. through. The I, post I don't office. ever
0: think, hey, I'll go to the post office. No, I'm going to FedEx, FedEx or UPS. Or UPS. Yeah. So
1: it's kind yeah. of capitalizing on that. So as my age becomes older and becomes the main purchasing power for our economy, that's definitely something that I can see continue to grow.
0: So the UPS store has been on the top 10 list three years in a row. I believe it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Number four, Taco Bell, Yo <laughs> Um Great commercials. Yeah. Uh, but okay. That's a good point though. You say great commercials. Yeah, started like, with dude, Super if, you, commercial. if we open Matt and Darrow's ta- Taco Shack, we had the Burger Shack, now we're going to do the Taco Shack. Yep. Do we fail at burgers? No, or we're expanding. We're, we're expanding yeah. and we're Try growing hit, into tacos. If you hit
1: every part of the market, one's guaranteed <laughs> to succeed.
0: Dude, we're going to take over Kentaco Hut because they took the hut out of it. Yep. So we're going to have uh, – yeah, we'll have – all right, we'll get that figured out. We need to serve one other thing, maybe fish because people just love fish in a landlocked state like Kansas. But no, Taco Bell. and, and All right, so I said Yo Quiero. I haven't seen that little dog for 10, has it even been around for 10 years? Does no. they still use the dog? Those but,
1: commercials were like late nineties, early two right. thousand. Okay.
0: That well then they were pretty freaking good. It, because it, I think it,
1: well, I, I remember, I specifically remember the Godzilla movie from like 98, 99 had the little dog running through the streets.
0: So this is, what's nuts is like, think about it. I wonder what the average ticket is at Taco Bell. Cause it's not going to be high. Like, I mean, you gotta serve you gotta be ready to serve a lot of people when you're made, when you're at twelve bucks a receipt. Yeah. You know, like I mean, how big can your margin really it's be? That high. Yeah. So anyway, Taco Bell, it's everywhere. Six seven thousand units cost you anywhere from half a million to two point six million to open. Uh they moved up on the list. They were number eight last year. So um it says here they're focused on serving urban markets, and they plan to open a 1,000 new locations by 2022. That's modest growth at that rate. I mean, so um going a little international. Okay, now number three. This, I got to be honest with you, man. You t- if Culver's was surprising, at number three, a sonic drive-in. I don't believe this. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? At the same time, so I actually know a guy that had worked for Sonic and they were de- 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 They had developed, it, they already did, developed significant infrastructure. They were one of the first places like this to have an app where you could order ahead of time. Yeah. Now McDonald's also is still trying to push that. Mm-hmm.
1: killer with their commercials.
0: Yeah. Well they the are two, the, the dudes, king. Of, the two dudes. Yeah, they uh, they're the
1: king of advertising and spots. So in Indy, there aren't there's no Sonic. And there are commercials on the TV for Sonic all the time.
0: Weird. Yeah. National. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, by the way, those two dudes are a huge hit. Oh yeah. For them. Like I remember talking to my buddy about it and I asked him about this guy. He said this he said they're huge. So now Sonic isn't a place that I go. I mean, I, I went. I went there. Actually, I went there with Roy from Healthy Hip Hop yeah. about a month ago. Uh, but that was really just because I wanted a slush. Uh, okay. With nerds in it, I
1: find it inconvenient that some of them literally don't have a drive-through.
0: Yeah. Well, but see, but they don't like that, so that's what they did. They built an app. Right. So you order it ahead of time, and you get Pulling there and stall, and, and yeah. you're good. And well, I was with you at McDonald's, and we were we were like, who uses the McDonald's app? Well, yeah. the people that don't go at lunch that. I mean, there can be a long ass line. Oh yeah, in some of those places. Yeah, I like I like Sonic, but I mean, I don't think I'd open one. Um, cost you eight hundred and sixty five k to three point six million. Um, you know, the issue I think I have with this is if I was going to open one, I'd be like, dude, I'm like investing in nineteen fifty three, right? Like, I don't know. I I I, I would question the survivability of sonics overall model but maybe i'm apparently i'm wrong oh, yeah i apparently think we're, someone I else think we're wrong on this one <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know who knows i mean but at the same time like like i said i went there specifically because the only place i could get a slush was there right i could have gotten a shake or something like that but i didn't want a uh-huh. shake i wanted a fucking slush with some nerds in it oh, and nice. that's what i got yeah and that's what i got it's always questionable, man, the way they mix the nerds into the slush. Like, I, mean, I don't know that I, I don't trust want that. I don't want them all at the bottom. you got to like, put them on top. So, is, it, to so is
1: the slush thick enough that you have to use a spoon or is it a straw?
0: It's like a slush puppy. That's why I dig it. So it's like a straw type. Yeah.
1: So are you just sucking nerds down your throat
0: and choking the whole time? That seems dangerous. Not if you know what you're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's skill involved. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice in this, man. <laughs> so number two, uh, Duncan. No surprise. Now, Dunkin' has 12,740 locations. It'll cost you two hundred twenty-eight grand to $1.7 to open it. Um, and they no longer, they're just Dunkin'. They are no longer Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, they, um, they kind of did a little bit
1: of a pivot and shifted towards their liquid beverages.
0: So I love Dunkin' Coffee. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I don't know what they have in their cream. But it's got something magical in it because I never. Anywhere I go, order black coffee. When I go to Dunkin', I always want the cream in it because it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's like cream that is suckled from the sweetest cow ever, or something. It's just they have a bunch of weird regional
1: things like the Girl Scout cookie flavors. Mm -hmm. They have all kinds of different options. I'm not a huge
0: fan of their donuts, man. I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I mean, I think their glazed donuts suck. Honestly, they don't have any glaze on them. Right. Maybe that's why people like him. I'm just a fat maybe ass that's drinking, why they, drinking slush with nerds. Or
1: maybe it. that's why they took donuts out of their name.
0: Could be. Could be. Um uh, then on the flip side, uh my daughter loves the munchkins, the little donut hole things with yeah. the jelly in them. So
1: Yeah, she's also a kid.
0: Yeah, I know. So am I. I that's don't think maybe, they're
1: picky about their donuts.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, I think the drink thing, um I mean, coffee's a coffee's the most popular drink on the planet. Yeah. Um and that's
1: not changing anything. Can also soon. be a
0: high margin. Oh yeah. But I think for Duncan, the thing, I could never own one. You talk about, do you want to get up at four in the morning to make donuts? No, thanks. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't rely on myself. But... It sounds
1: like your local franchise owner is also not doing that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: so, uh, you know, you and I are a, a decade apart in age. Uh, do you remember the, it's time to make the donuts guy? vaguely okay so that was every when I was a kid that was everywhere it was the dude and he was like you know waking it was always different ways he was waking up he was dragging it's time to make the donuts (laughs) just this kind of like mildly like mild mannered dude with a mustache Mm -hmm. yeah I can picture him and you know but so before we go to number one which if it's a surprise to you (laughs) at this point well fuck it it's McDonald's ah shocker hey, McDonald's runs a solid business and they've evolved and changed sure. over time. They have changed their offerings. They have changed their marketing approach. And one thing that's pretty significant is they've changed their in-restaurant in experience. Yeah. McDonald's are nicer now. Yeah. They have just tried they to- They
1: still uh, will always have a broken ice cream machine though.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, you know, you talk about broken things. That was the, with the slush, the slush machines seem to be broken a lot. Oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's a frozen thing. Heartbreaking. Yeah. But so McDonald's has 37,406 restaurants a day, anywhere from 1.0 to 2.2 2 million to open. It's the second year in a row they've been number one on this list. I mean, and, you know, like I said, McDonald's has, it has been very strong at, Constant reinvention when it comes to their products, you know, like, I mean, they've made, attempted to make them healthier. And then in, in some cases too, like some of it's just like a change in approach. Like they've also done their, you know, I'm not going to say that McDonald's is environmentally friendly, but they're doing things to be a little more responsive to that and not yeah. be so wasteful. I mean, they probably still just crushing the, the planet anyway, but yeah. Um overall, um have you seen the movie Founder? That's
1: what I was getting ready to bring up. Yeah, yeah it is a fascinating movie yeah. about the way that the franchise kicked off.
0: Yeah. Uh, kind I, of a heartbreaking movie I, I, for I, depending on if, which side you Well, if on, you're if yeah, yeah, it did, yeah, if you were the McDonald's guys, but yeah. those guys didn't want to take a chance. They were right. kind of holding that business back. Yep. And well, you talk about getting stuck into shitty franchise model or fee structures. Well, Ray Kroc, which who Michael Keaton played, was uh-huh. in that. I mean, he was sitting there opening new restaurants, hand over fist, and was going broke doing it. Yep. And uh, you know, and his his change in approach for that has turned McDonald's into one of, if not the largest owner of commercial real estate. Yeah. I mean, they own tons of stuff, and that's uh-huh. you talk about financing. So McDonald's wants you to own the property. And right. They would have probably already bought it mm-hmm. and want to lease it back to you, or finance it out to you. Or it's it's, smart. It's a smart model, and at the same time, too, it also like so. That's something when you know when you go to rent space is you always it, it, don't don't be as concerned about your first lease as you should be about your renewal, right? Because they got you by the balls mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: Yep. You don't um, have a lot of negotiating room there. Now
0: all of a sudden, then that's where owning that property or having something, to, having that control factor means a lot. Because oh. uh, if you have to go move it, uh-huh. um, I've only seen one McDonald's go out of business, and it was in Indy, in Indy, or at least it was shut for a really long time. It was uh, right there on Benford or whatever, like kind of on the way to Broad Ripple um before you turn on 62nd street right? oh yeah and it was gone yeah. it's gone now it's it, like i you know, think it just moved that's it I, moved right. down the road to 71st it might have and, but the thing yeah. is is they they uh, appeared to be rebuilding it yeah. and then it just they it's like they didn't finish or they moved it or something yep. but you rarely if ever see mcdonald's gone I, so i was just trying to rack my brain i have never seen one right. closed
1: right. Or, right. that didn't pop back up
0: so okay so we have 10 on here what would be the one that you would be most likely to open <sighs> i'm going great clips I mean, that... Uh, just easy use, man, because I don't have any interest in doing some of these other things. I have no interest in any fast food, so that takes out McDonald's, Dunkin', Taco yep. Bell, Sonic, Culver's. I think i will go with
1: UPS if you're taking great clips.
0: I mean, you can take great clips, too, because it's a franchise. We can open as many of them as we want. Maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, assume you can, because I'm going to take over wherever I'm at, so you can just move over one state I think I'm still two.
1: sticking with UPS. Why? I just like the model. I like the trend. I like the ease of use. I like the way that the market is headed away from the post office. It's it's becoming the thing like UPS or FedEx is the way to mail things. And I think it's going to continue to move in that direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, I pick great clips. The only other option that I would, I would consider UPS store and maybe the gym, maybe planet fitness. Although you going back to that. You got to have a lot of people signed up for ten bucks a month to pay a your lot bills. of capital up front, too. Yeah, and I bet they have to finance the crap out of that. But I bet yeah. they also have massive buying power. Like, how many treadmills do you think Planet Fitness buys every no, year? Com- I you'd mean, like to think they have a little bit of. A I couldn't begin of, to get. I bet they mark them up. I bet they make money. Off. I bet they leverage that into more profit for them as a franchise unit. Probably. Too. So. Um. So I guess. You know, like we said, if, you, if you're interested in opening a franchise, you know, we started the episode by talking about things that you need to consider and take a look at. But a quick review on that was cost and fees, the size and growth of the overall franchise itself, uh, the closure rates are important, and that's just very, you know, actually entrepreneur.com. If you guys want to go check this out, go to entrepreneur.com. They have the Franchise 500. It, They do a very, very good job of profiling this stuff. It's very, very easy to look through. And it really is helpful, in my opinion, if you're thinking about opening, a. if you really want to open a business and you don't know what, but you think you want to own a franchise, it's a good place to go start looking through stuff. Sure. You get a little further down the list and you don't need $1.8 million to open things, but you're also (laughs) going to be talking about like a dog walking service. Right. Or something like that. So other things to consider related to the brand strength and the financial strength and stability of the franchise itself. Meaning like, eh, I mean, if you get a little further down the list, I mean, you might be taking a chance on some of these franchise models. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. But uh, you also might be able to get in on the next big thing. So,
1: yeah. I mean, we're at the top of the list. So we're also heavily invested in one or two markets. Uh, as you get down further to the list, there's some market analysis that needs to be done too, based on the type of service or product that's being offered.
0: And some of the things too that outside of the top 10, a lot of them are service related, right? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are like cleaning related to cleaning. Mm-hmm. There will um, be more haircutting places, more haircut places, spas, and spas, places. for sure. Uh, Pet services are in there a lot. Um, There's uh, certain things like temp services, Uh like, uh, you know, like Kelly or whatever. I don't know if Kelly was actually one of them. They might be. They might be. Uh, Staffing services. There was a lot of things related to sports and and fitness, Uh like a ton, actually, like title boxing club or just different types of gyms, um, sports leagues. Um, you know, uh some other things too that have stood out to me in the past were uh like tool companies like Matco. Um, Matco, yeah, or Snap on like Snap on. Um and you know, that's the thing too. Like Snap on's kind of interesting because they look for people that were mechanically inclined and they put them in a truck full of tools and they drive around to job sites and factories and whatever. And you, it's just easy to buy it and order it when the guy's right there and you're oh, like, yeah. Oh man, I really need it, but I haven't had time to go get it. Or they also, you know, outfit a lot of, you know, industries and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, outside of this top 10 list, what would be a franchise that you would open?
1: I like any time fitness they they I like their accessibility everywhere, so as a as a user of their service, they are everywhere, which is really appealing It's also appealing that they're open twenty four seven They're also generally smaller, so there's less equipment overhead of something like a planet fitness uh, so I think that's the model I would go with and I'm also a huge fan of people that will pay me every month to not
0: even use anything That's true you know I would actually go with sports clips. It's a good one. Yeah. And I don't. It has to
1: be growing. They are popping up everywhere.
0: Well, it is. I get my haircut there and I look at it. And so it's probably, I mean, realistically, dude, it's probably not any different than the haircut I get at Great Clips. All they do is they have ESPN on. And I actually like that. Like they actually like put a hot towel on you and like wash your hair after, and yeah. like give you like a three minute shoulder rub. And it's just like I mean, whatever. and they charge you an extra ten bucks for it. It's a lot. And I mean, zero it's still, margin. It's like twenty it. like five bucks, yeah. and it just doesn't. It, all it takes is a little more time. Um, you know, with that, I hate their booking. As someone who owns a booking platform, my God, you could do so much better. <laughs> yep. And it's never right. It'll be like, hey, if you want to get your haircut with Morgan, you have a 15-minute wait. And then I'll put it in there and then I'll get there 15 minutes later and there's like somehow it's wrong or they're not there yep. or something. And I'm just like, God, come on, you can get it together. But those are the things that are expensive. It's hard to do. Yep. So anyway, well, thanks for sitting here and talking with me about this. I think I'm going to go get busy. I'm going to go open a new business. Oh, God. <laughs> ah.